Euh... Euh... Yeah. Si. Si. <rire> What's up everybody? Go back to the hearts. Try to hold up to the podcast. Episode 5. How do you treat tops? What can you do? And Miss La Babylon comes looking for you. Good everybody, I'm here with a very, very special episode for you guys. Um, I'm going to sit and do a podcast while getting a moko from my big brother, Keanu Manuel. Kia ora, bro. Kia ora. Kia ora whanau. Um, just a little, little hepaku. Something <laughs> <laughs> about you, paku honanga. Oh, yeah. Keanu um, uh, Tutamuru Manuel was my name. Yeah. Uh, my mum's. Uh, from here, Manaya and the Huraki. Uh, my dad's from down the coast. Ruatoria, Whangara, Manutuke, Whakatohia ways. But I grew up here. So this is my Tūranga Waiwai and this is what I know most. Yeah, so this is just, yeah, we, we grew up literally in the same house as babies and been... Literally, these fellas were my best, my first friends ever. <laughs> <laughs> don't have much friends either. Yeah, yeah don't have much of them either. <laughs> and he was actually, um, he's born on October the 7th and I'm the 8th. So I was supposed to be his birthday present, but I thought, nah, fuck that. On my own day. Yeah. <laughs> but ended up never ever being my own day because we've yeah. shared every single birthday of our lives. <laughs> ended up sharing, so yeah. <laughs> so should have just come on the day. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Always but good though. Got you know got extra present. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. And we always get everybody to come because people make it for two people. Where eh? hard, <laughs> but dodgy if it's just one. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever seen. I don't think I've seen a podcast with somebody actually getting a moko at the same time. Yeah, well, so this will be maybe. Might be a first. I'm gonna just go ahead and claim this is the first <laughs> time that somebody's ever done this. <laughs> <gonna> go, <laughs> go ahead and claim that I'm the toughest. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and now I'm gonna have to shut up a couple times in this because I know. It's all like you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, because I'm obviously mukur pretty much my whole body, everywhere around. I've got my arms, my whole back, stomach, some of my stomach, my whole legs, ass, and now it's going to be the full leg sleeves. Um, people think that I would like mukur, but no, I still get just as nervous every time because <laughs> I know how sore it is for me. So, yeah, no, this is going to be definitely a bloody mush. Um, the bro's just drawing up. What what was it uh, that drew you to Moko? Uh, dude, I'm honestly not too sure. A- apparently, I was always into art growing up. Like, um, you know, mum and dad and your mum and dad and grandma and papa, all the aunties and uncles, always saw, like, <coughs> little signs. And, um, yeah, and then my... I think it's like when you get inspired, hey, like anything. Yeah. Someone has to inspire you to like set off that, I don't know, that it, that little flame. And so for me, it was I, I'm, it was dad, it was my dad that sort of set that flame off for me. Don't tell him that. 
And um, yeah, he he always used to like paint little flows and stuff. And then I've, I couldn't I couldn't paint the same sort of flow. Yeah. And then it just turned out I ended up being like a challenge. Like I wanted to know how to do it as well. Yeah. But yeah, nah. Yeah, because um, some people might not know this about you, but your your um actual tertiary learning, your actual tertiary education is um for Kairo first day, eh? so you're carver. Yeah, so straight out of school, straight into carving. Um, it was it was more like um everything just sort of lined up that way, I think. Yeah. Like, because it was my last year of school and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I, the only thing I did know was that I didn't want to go to uni. Not 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 anything against uni students or anything, but that just wasn't for me. Yeah. And um, so then I started looking at um, what else am I, I know, what am I good at? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. there wasn't much. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't much to, like, pinpoint a little career on. Yeah. But... um. With a bit of um, help from people, they pushed me. Oh, I pushed myself too, but they sort of guided me into maybe doing art as a career. And like, I think I'll, I'll, I'm a lucky. I'm a part of the lucky um, generation because, like, the generation before me, if you chose art as a career, you were like, you know, you weren't really supported. Yeah, and even like some people. Some people's parents wouldn't even support them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, when we were little, Kanu would um, ask me to lie down so he could draw on me and draw out all the mukos he would do on me one day, and I still don't even have a chest one, and that's the only one he used to draw on me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was something in UA, like, you just couldn't give it up. Just yeah. always went back to it. Just always fell back on, yeah, art. Yeah. And um, the story is pretty funny how, how you got into carving, though, eh? Uh, yeah. And so Uncle John, his dad, um, were you down there for Moko? Yeah, uh, we, I was, I'm pretty sure it was my birthday. And, yeah, we went down, I w- we went down to get a, um, a piece of uh, Richard Francis in uh, Rotorua. And then I think it was like the <coughs> the day we were coming home, mum and dad were like, um, oh, we're just going to go and stop in at this, um, this place called Tepuya. And um, for those of you that don't know, it's like a, it's a tourism uh, attraction. Eh? Yeah. <coughs> but it's... Um, also a kura, eh? Yeah, it's also, it's also got another part of it called Enzir Maki. Te wānanga whakairo rākau o Aotearoa and it um, displays our culture in a cool-ass way. Very cool way. But, um, yeah, so we ended up going there and um, we come across the carving school and, um, you know, because back here in Hauraki, we have um, a few marais uh, from, from Waihi to Thames. <coughs> As soon as you go past them, it's just us and Haratonga and and Almarai. Growing up, we never had carving, so mm. it wasn't something that 
I or we ever saw often because other people had the privilege eh, of seeing it all the time. And then, um, like, even going back to our Marae and Hiru Harama, yeah, and their farikai. Yeah, and, and, you know, know, just the farikai. Just the farikai. Not even the farinui. Bloody, almost artifact. It's like a museum in there, boy. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I think it's cool that you followed that road because it's definitely was lost somewhere along the way here in Hauraki. But it's good to have somebody from Hauraki trying to do it. Can you do it? There's a few of them, eh? Few yeah, there's, the, there's a few of us. Definitely not not like, um, you know, we don't have the strength and numbers like other iwis yeah. or areas in New Zealand, but we're trying and one day that's the goal. <laughs> so you got the um you got the privilege of actually getting the to do the marae, eh? You did the what already? Oh no no so um Oh, our one. Yeah. Oh, so um, started. Yeah, so we 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 pulled down our old fighter because it was just getting too old, and uh, it needed to be redone. And so we got uh, our farinui redone, also other facilities off the farinui, but to open it back up to all the whānau for Tangihanga and Kaupapa, um, we had a a bit of a karakia, but they also wanted to. Um, have you know at least the koruru carved, which is which always represents uh, the the actual tupuna whare, whare tupuna. Which I want to take over here, yeah. Anybody wondering? So at least get a carving up of of our tupuna, so that when we open up the whare, which was a, which is a new whare, it's a big thing. Um, that yeah, we get to open it up with him at the top, and so. Because, because of the time frame and the funding, which we don't have yet, but one day soon, we just decided to go with you, just with him. Yeah. But the goal, and it, it's a goal that'll probably be ticked off soon, is to have it fully carved. And that's like everything, wāroa, uh, parts of the farikai, the whole whare tūpuna. Uh, hopefully, get some palisade fences up too. Mm. Apparently, yeah. that's the goal. That'll be mean. So yeah. Anyway, he, hey, you what? So you did carving. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, did carving. <coughs> I was um. I was gonna go to Toyohokura actually. Mm. Um. But yeah, it wasn't until yeah went down to Rotorua, saw the carving school, and then um, in the carving school was this fella called um Corey. Mean ass weaver, mean carver, and um, he had got talking to him, and he told me, you know, all the all the little things about the carving school, and um, also, if you make it into the carving school, you get to learn with a scholarship, you know, like a little pain, and so you pretty much get all your skills, and you leave there with you know no debt, which a lot of um tertiary education places have to leave you with. Hey. Yeah. Always you actually out. got a degree from it, eh? Oh, I got a, I got a diploma. Oh, a diploma. Tenure diploma. Yeah. But, I mean, if you if you wanted to, you just do a year, a year uh, at post the Wānanga or yeah, uh, any any other Wānanga doing a postgrad and then you get your degree. 
Yeah, so you yeah, you got the diploma from there and then the first year out of Wananga, which was three years oh, out of three years, eh? Yeah, three you? years, yeah. Three years there. Um you went straight into Moko, eh? Oh, not straight in. Like I moved home. Oh no, it was around October, eh? So it was like a ten yeah. months then. Oh yeah, I moved home because I mean we we sort of in the plannings to carve our whanau, and so you know I wanna I wanna I wanna be back here for that. But also, oh man, so much things happened, man. <laughs> so much other reasons. Boy, we had boy. Yeah, our son was on the way. Oh, we had no, we had, had our yeah. we had our son. Yeah, and we're living in Rotorua, and I mean, there's no there's no better. Way to bring your son up then with you know like grandparents yeah that's always something I sort of strongly believed in growing up because that's you know I spent a lot of my time with my grandparents mm. and I thought that was the bee's knees yeah and like yeah I just wanted the same for my boy and my girl yeah well, yeah, well we were really lucky we when we were babies we literally lived in the house oh you guys lived in Bubbles and grandma's house before they left up to Manaire. Yeah, for we lived we lived with them. Yeah. For like a, a bit and then they, they built their house and then they moved into the out to here and then we stayed in the house for a bit too. Yeah. And we lived right next door. Like it was literally the there was no hole the hole in the gate for us to walk <laughs> so yeah. and have double breakfast everywhere. <laughs> so like we had like this big like um wooden, you know, wooden fence, you know, coming as high as like a ranch lighter door. And um we had to like, yeah, pull a couple of planks off so that there was a little pathway for Toby to come through. <laughs> and like we'd like wake up in the morning and look out the window, the bro coming through the fence <laughs> and his night gown. <laughs> and PJs yeah, up. PJs up. Just had wheat for cold <laughs> ass outside probably. Bare feet just <laughs> running across. Yes. Always in time for for Bricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking crack up. No, but yeah, I think that's that's definitely something that we've been really, really lucky to have growing up. It's such a close connection to our, to our grandparents because not a lot of people have that. Uh, like a lot of a lot of people don't even have grandparents. Yeah, you know, so it's just like. I just, I think I just really appreciated the opportunity to have grandparents as well. Yeah. And but the learnings, man. Yeah. The learnings you get from your grandparents. And it's just like a bit hard because like your parents say it's like, they're almost like your worst enemies. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of listening to and stuff. Like it's just, I mean, you might have a kid that really listens to you, but. If you're like anything like us, man, make it pretty hard for your parents. <laughs> And, like, I'm feeling that now, you know, with my kids, you know. Yeah. They love their grandparents, and you know, they listen to them. <laughs> and then when it comes to me, it's just, like, you go through one ear out the other. Yeah. Oh, well, that's how it is. Yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so when you come back from, hey, you come back from Kura, yep. move home, and then... um. It was on my birthday day, eh? Or was it your birthday day? It was on my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. We, You just bought the new guns and stuff. And yeah, yeah, like, because, you know, I was just like, um, all, all the bros that have helped me out throughout the years, 
their their advice to me was just you know you got to get into it, and it's um and especially the place, the place that I'm in is that like I I couldn't I can't and couldn't really apprentice under anyone, yeah, you know, living here and stuff and um and so a lot of the advice was just get into it and time on the skin, and so I had I knew I had um. Some some <laughs> guinea pigs <laughs> lined up, <laughs> and so it was just like yeah. I just started buying all my gears, bought enough gears to get started, and then yeah, on on my birthday, this fellow reckons, oh well, happy birthday, let's go. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your present, and then I was like, oh yeah, well, happy birthday to you. you. <laughs> Here's your present, but you know it's the first piece. It's not really a present. <laughs> Can't really call that a Oh, you look at the back of my leg, boy. There's some rough lines there happening. Yeah. Fuck, but no. It could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Like, if anybody sees my first um, my first piece ever, or his, both of our first pieces, his, my first piece from him and his first piece ever was my calf, my left calf. And it's, you know, it's, it's <laughs> there's some mistakes. It but, is what it is. Eh? But it's a lot, it's a really... Actual fucking good first effort, eh? Uh, like, you can't be fucking angry at that. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I could. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and I always do the fuck. I like, Speak fuck, for yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I should have waited. Nah, but I think we're always going to end up sharing that moment together anyway. Yeah. It was destined. Yeah. That's right, eh? And it's like, I, you know, if, if you're like, Cousins are getting into anything, or brothers are getting into anything. Don't expect the best, man, because you're the <laughs> you're the tester out yeah, all yeah. the way. Be willing. All first out. things, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, I love my my first piece. I think it's just the sentiment behind it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it's all good. Um, but then it's it's even happened lately. So everybody who knows me knows I've got my peha done. And um, knows you've got yours done, but knows that you did my pair. Yeah. And knows that it was your first one. And it was, it was you know, my pair was beautiful and it's fucking, <laughs> my pair was actually gangster, but it took us eight days. <laughs> and Seven and a half. Eight, it was eight yeah. days, bro. And then um, <laughs> fucking this fella comes out and does the bro in four and a half days and the lines were so clean. <laughs> I was looking at the body like, motherfucker, I should have waited again. <laughs> I'm too eager, I'm too keen for the fucking table. But yeah, that, that's what I mean, eh? like, you know, that's why you're here. Yeah. yeah. You're not here for the best stuff. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't roll like that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but no, this, is, this has been a long time coming, actually, um, doing this league. Because we did this league before we did even my back, eh? Or did we do my back and then do this? I don't even remember, but... No. Nah. No, we did my league. No, nah, we did the league. Blank, eh? And then I You're did right. my back. I've just well, been uh, skipping. <laughs> had, had enough of this league. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, buddy, your league is niggly, man. The back of the <laughs> league is fucking out of it. I hate it. I'm going to struggle to do that when uh, when we actually get into it, especially on the back. The front will be a little bit easier to talk on, but the back is a fucking mush. Anyway, um, 
yeah, this has been a long time coming because I, I then I got my pihar, so I've got like four pieces in between my, in between breaks with this one because the back of it's already done. Besides the filling in of it, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I, it's honestly taken me so long because every time I come home, you'll even ask me, keen to jump on and finish it, and I've just been, I've been so scared of it. <laughs> Just the easy answer, I yeah. Am. Just fuck, I'll how do you, you ask me the question? Yeah, I'll tell you when I'm ready, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, fuck, nah. My my legs, my legs have been a long time coming, and I can't wait to finish the sleeve already. It's fucking yeah. So so why now, bro? Oh well. I've why got, now? Got what was the motivation? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> father. So you should always have a, a story or. At least something to get your moko for. You know, you need to have a little bit of go. But this one's honestly for me. <laughs> I, finish, I just want to get it out the way. I don't have no mean life thing happening or anything. But oh, actually, I've got some stuff to do. Um, oh, yeah, but that, that might not be able to be a spreader. Yeah. A spreader, yeah. Yeah, I've got some stuff to do, but I don't want to say what yet. Just keep watching. Stay in the works. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, but. Yeah, I just don't want to look like I'm bloody walking around with a sock anymore. So that's the actual reason I've called him up and said, hey, I'm coming home. Sock, yeah. Yeah. It just looks stupid. Eh? Oh, the fucking dude already cares. Yeah. It looks like I bitched out on the table. Well, I did. Yeah, like he, like he kept it on the last day. Eh? Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah, but this was actually done before the pair. This was a whole different... Pups. And no one knows that else. So no everyone one that would have seen you just would have thought out. <laughs> oh, yeah, here's another one. Yeah. <laughs> here's the outline, man. <laughs> and, oh, funny, this is no disrespect to, um, to the bros that do it in sessions. If, oh, it's, yeah, if, yeah. It's, if it's for um, money or time. You know, that's if they what, don't have the, the money or time, then that's kapai. But the fellas that drop their nuts and just go outlines and come back three years later. Because it is hard, man. It's a hard journey. Like, if oh, you set yeah. it up in stints, that's almost like a, um, you know, like a setup already to not get it fully done. Yeah. To, or to prolong the the finish day. Yeah. If you set it up all in one week, yeah. That's what I, yeah. Because this fella did his, what, like a couple of years before me, eh? Yeah. yeah. And then, that's yes. what actually sparked the thing for me to get my PR done because I'm no Matangareo or anything. It's just, you know, and people like have this kind of, this kind of judgment around being worthy of Moko, which I've talked about before. Mm. And we, we like to say it doesn't have to be the ending of a journey. It could be the beginning. The motivation. Eh? Yeah. The Two. motivation to Two. find that mahi o that's the best way to say, well, that's the best way you described it in that Moko video, eh? Yeah. <coughs> so that's that's what it is. It's just, they're just good reminders to, of your pukinga and values and those type of things. And, and you know, I, I wanted it as some, some armour, all those type of stuff. There's heaps of reasons. Whatever the reason is, though, what I'm trying to get to is, if your reason's good enough for you, then it's good enough <laughs> It's all it needs to be, eh? Yeah. Because it's not going on everyone else. Yeah. Just you. Chef Hanek, so the draw-up is done. If you can hear that, that's the bro about to start. Um, This won't be the best for audio or anything, but this is what we're going to have to do. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, just to show what's going on and then we're starting now. So I'm just going to take a deep breath. You want this in there? Oh, that's, that's all right. Oh, that's right. What, what's the hardest place to mokoji? Uh, I haven't mokoed everywhere yet, but my hardest place, I think, challenging place. Oh, no, there's, there's, it's like anywhere with loose skin, man, it's just like a, yeah, it's just, it's hard. Loose skin is hard. Yeah. Especially when you're stretching by yourself. Yeah. Like an ass cheek, man. An ass cheek by yourself is a bit of a mush. Yeah. Oh, uh, I reckon. Oh, how was the how was the throat one now that you did? Oh, Sorry, that was yeah, that was all good. Yeah. It's just like um. Like when when they breathe, when they're breathing and stuff, yeah. and it, and it like yeah like and it pulses. I oh, should I get this closer. No, yeah, just 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 keep that where you want it. Oh, I'll yeah. just put this there when you need it. Yeah, it just it pulses a little bit. I think that's what it is. And then so like the skin's always moving while you're trying to do a line. Yeah. But it was like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. I'm just going to hold this um, mic, so if you hear any of that type of stuff, then you're just going to have to deal with it, because this, <laughs> this is live, this is no bloody, no joke, he's, he's in my skin right now going at it, and it's quite hard to even talk, but um, gee, have you seen like lately, uh, even just, uh, there's a lot on TikTok even, these rangatahi like going around and they, they're really against um, Pākehā and Moko. Yeah, yeah. What's your Fukaro on that, Kaz? Oh, I'd muko taui any day. I'm always um, keen on sharing our art with them. Um, obviously not on the face or anything. Um, that's why I think that we need to keep that for ourselves. But it's like anything that, like, if the world didn't share, you know, everything, then, like, We'd be, yeah, everyone would be in whole different areas, like that's sharing everything. And um, so like, sharing our culture is something that I think is cool. And a lot of people think our culture is cool. And there's, there's a lot of people out there that don't, can't even like fall back on the culture. Yeah, and I right. Feel, and I feel like um, our culture is a, is a culture that's warm and welcoming to people you know, so that people do feel, I don't know, special or even loved or cared about. Yeah, um, for me, I think um, it's, it's really, really similar to Yuji because, um, you know, we plea as a Māori people for equality and acceptance, you know. We are a minority on our own land, and that's wrong, but that's the way the all has made it. And now we're doing a lot to revitalise real um, tikanga, all that type of stuff. So 
for us to want to be accepted and equal to everyone, um, which is the way it's going, then we have to make them equal to us. Like, and saying that they they can't use our culture, it isn't ours to say. Our <coughs> our culture it was given to us like even moko. If you're going back that far, was given us given to us from the Atua, you know. It mm. wasn't made by us to determine the rules of it. So I think if people want to display our culture in a respectful manner, then it's it's all good. It's yeah. beautiful. That's yeah. my facade anyway. Especially, I, I just think that like, yeah, it's good to, um, you know, if you're going to use our culture, then to just you know seek seek some advice from people to make sure that you're doing it properly. You know, and also, there's nothing wrong with getting, um, you know, the okay from from iwi representatives or just whānau in general, you know, to say, like, for a, a Pākehā, because I've had a couple tauiwi come up and um, got moko off me, and, like, they were very, like, um, they were well aware that, like, it wasn't something that you could just go and put on them. You know, like, they, they were seeking... If it's alright for them to you know, Have a piece of our culture mm. So like seeking that from From the person like for example If you're going to get a moko then Make sure you're going to like a moko artist You know as opposed to um, Getting a A picture offline Taking it to a tattoo shop And And getting them to put it on you Because that's easily done now With today's technology it's just getting a picture offline, turning it into a stencil, and then any tattooist can put it on you. Yeah. It's not going to look legit, but it still looks the part. I think that just comes back to just, yeah, respecting... Yeah. Respecting the culture and, yeah, doing your rangahau. Hey, just That's right. You go into anyone's whare, yeah, you, you respect it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's, that's my whakar on it, and it's just... And there's that, that kupu kirituhi, eh, like how they say kirituhi is for Pākehā yeah. and stuff. Gee, uh, uh, that's made up, <laughs> like, it's the same thing. You guys use the same patterns. It, 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 I don't think you can take the mana away from the from the moko, you know? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think it's a sensitive topic, that one, you know, because everyone's got their opinions, which is fine. But yeah, it's just like... It's not like it changes... The style of the moko. Yeah, because well, you're obviously doing the same sort of flows. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, each to their own, I think. And then, but just like there's some quarter out there, you know, that Kitty Tuhi was just a um, a temporary version, you know. So, like what Matoura had before he went to Rarohinga, mm. some say that that is Kitty Tuhi, which is just you know drawing on the skin. So it's nothing that's permanent. Yeah, but it is. If you look like, yeah, maybe our white or maybe. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, um, it's like some bloody politics, eh? Yeah, it's just being PCA, being yeah. politically correct. Yeah. That's what it is. It's 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 the Fano that have a radu with it that yeah. want there to be some kind of you know solution it, it, it really doesn't change anything for me i think if i see moko anywhere it doesn't matter what color the the tie of the kitty is it, i'm gonna see it as moko <laughs> yeah like, moko was moko. yeah that's right um 
anyway, my, my moko I'm getting today. So the last one which we talked about, the first one I ever did, I got it in a um in quite a bad place in my life. I think I've talked about it in the last ones where I was in some in a pretty deep depression, all that type of stuff and this was um the moko was a resilience one for me. So it was a place a dark place where I was being resilient and now I'm in a really good place and this this moko for me was to represent growth and light. So it's the bit of the yin and yang, um, kind of called it all around, or just the each side which it's going, and that's what I've done with all my moko. There's a bit of a yin and yang feel to it, um, a two stories, a bit of a contrasting side, and it's perfect timing because this time of the year, Matariki, yeah, and we got the fitu going on there, the fitu going on there, and. I I literally I've literally just sat down and heard this new chord and all that because I I only know the waita from Kohanga the waiti waita waipunarangi tapua nuku tapua rangi ko urunangi te potiki o te fana matariki. That's the the one we learned when we we're babies and it was only seven stars at the time, but now apparently there's nine now. Yeah, well, yeah. <coughs> I don't know much chord at all. Yeah. But that's a quarter or anyway. And I mean, like, it's, I don't know who, I mean, the person that I know that um, <coughs> really helps us with the quarter or is bringing my time or. What's the ingwa? Butikawa. Butikawa's one. Yeah. I think. I'm not too sure on my Yeah. Because I, I just heard this quarter the other day also. We were talking about it in the lounge, just watching TV. And I think it's because we've seen him on TV yeah. talking about it. Which is cool, though. Yeah, could anybody cool. could anybody who watches my podcast um, <laughs> give me a bit of a... Um, <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come, come my way. Yeah, send my DMs and give me a bit more... Um, good shit. Just tell me the honunga to the corridor. There's, the, there's heaps of stories around Matariki, eh? And one of them was that it was Tafri Matia crying for his parents. Oh, that's an ugly spot. Should I stop you from talking? Yeah, fuck yeah. It's it's um like it's literally so hard to think egg does at the <laughs> same time, but it's been fucking mushing actually. And that's only half of it though. <laughs> Not even half started, like half started. So yeah, I'm just going to buckle in and keep going. I think I'll talk a bit about pain, getting moko or teru. If you want it enough, then you'll get it, but it'll always be sore, which I talked about earlier. I was scared off the table from doing eight days of this thing, and it's not that I, I, I'm too scared of the pain, but it's just knowing the mental challenge it is to get into it, <laughs> to get going. And a lot of people are, um, are really good at getting moko, but you'd think from all the moko I get, I would be good at it. I said good enough, but it's definitely it's definitely a, a constant on my mind, thinking, sit still, relax, breathe. That's all it is, honey. You just have to... Sit there, breathe, and know it's sore, and just yeah, be in the pain, be in the moment. 
um, the it's kind of a healing process though, eh? Uh, the moko, hi hi te kiri, just you know ripping through your skin and and feeling pain is a kind of healing experience, and they use that quite a lot. A lot of our whanau, even um, Uncle John, done it solely for healing purposes. So there's there's heaps of different uh, different reasons to get moko whanau, but as long as you know yours, you're done rangahau, like we said, and you do it in a respectful manner, the reason's up to you. And this one, for me, is... An aesthetically pleasing thing <laughs> There was no big life moment <laughs> There was no huge all. This isn't to represent my tamariki or anything This is this is for me And the story I like about matariki And And growth yeah, And it's just to finish Finish something So <coughs> That's fitting though uh, That's very fitting Because like you You know you did half of it Or Yeah Half of it you know when you were in that state, you know, in the bad state, and like, what a coincidence that you finishing it off while you're in a good state, you know, while you're feeling brand new, and then it lined up with Matariki, and that's crazy, because, you know, I I, I like to believe that, um, you know, things happen for a reason, I believe in that harder, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, tohu, everything like that. It's all buzzy, man. And it's all cool. Yeah. New year, new me. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Actually set that off camera and yeah, um, yeah. cut it, we didn't catch it, so we sort of just scripted it back in. Eh? But no, uh, oh, for people that don't know what Matariki is, it's um, the Māori New Year. That's how they track the year, eh? Which is out of it. I don't know the whole of that story either. But I'd love to. Again, anybody in the comments? <laughs> oh, any one quarter I did hear recently that I didn't know, like, because, you know, a big thing is, like, when is Matariki? Right. And so, um, the quarter, which I heard from Rangi Matam, um, there's no, like, you know, because if, if you follow the Maramataka of our people, there's no like set date, like you can't be like, oh, Matariki's gonna be every year on, you know, July this or August that, you know? Yeah. And so, um, his quarter was that Matariki for him is what sets the day or days is when it lines up um, with the with the sun and the moon. So with Tamanui today and, and the Marama, that's, that's how he calculates um, which day he's gonna celebrate Matariki oh. Which I thought was cooler Because that was like a question of mine too like what, what day is Matariki, you know Because January the 1st is the new year for the Pākehā yeah? Every year But for us, if you believe in it it's, it's always gonna be different, you know, every year Right Which is cool Yeah, that's a cool corridor and yeah, they 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 worked a lot off Maramataka. Eh? Yeah. That yeah. that was how they knew well, what was going know, on. Yeah, you, you live by the land, eh, and the environment, and not having a set calendar. You know, when to plant things or when to fish. It's all yeah, based off the environment. That's the way to do it, man. 
Mm. For um for Mokoara's just starting out, mm-hmm. what's the best way or what's your best advice? Something that you wish you knew before you started? Like everything, I wish I knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, I think the best thing, yeah, is just like get some bros and not 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 bros to just muck around on, you know, take it seriously. But you definitely just need straight time on the skin, because um, that's what's gonna oh, that's what's gonna help you in the long run. And to get you started, you know, you just need. Especially, oh, this is this is speaking from like a point of view of having not been an apprentice, you know. Because if you get to apprentice under someone, then that's even better. That's that's the best thing. Yeah. Is find someone to apprentice off. Yeah. Um, but if you can't, for whatever reason, um, yeah, it's just time. You just need to keep going. Moving the mic, <coughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a really lucky thing. Oh, like they showed it with um, a cool way they did it with the natives. They are, yeah, like how Gordon Floyd did that. Yeah, they got a nice big group now, and they just yeah they're gonna keep pumping because <coughs> they just keep you know getting a, getting people to apprentice and carrying on. I think a um, cool thing they do as well is that they are really good on the business side of things. Yeah. They charge what they're worth, they are. Yeah, definitely. Do you think, oh, what's your um, your kind of advice to, to fellas starting out and knowing they're worth it? Because obviously it's a, it's a whakama type of thing, eh? Yeah, and it's like a, it's also a hard thing, like it's a confusing thing to price your mahi. Um, especially starting off because like you know like there's a part of you that thinks like oh who am I to charge you know this amount because I've just started you know but then again like your mahi is is years and years you know that's built up to that point even though you might have just done um, you know like a year's worth of moko just started it's that's like the application of moko to skin. You know, the journey was way before that, you know, learning to draw, drawing all those years, learning all the corridor to go with the drawings. And so it's like, yep, you've just started, but you still need a price, you know, to a, to a good amount that can keep you, because you got to keep going, eh? That's the thing. And yeah. if you've got a whanau and stuff, you've got to support. But... Obviously, the bigger you get, the bigger your name is, and uh, you get to put your your mahi up for higher pricing and stuff for sure. Because you know you've earned the right. But yeah, it's it's just a touchy subject, man. Even like to this day, it's still hard, man. It's because it's um, it's not a, a back in the back in the tuturu days. Even not even two two days when they started to use moko to give to everybody, they it, it was just a sack of kumare, well, or uh, carving. Uh, it was a trade, eh? Whatever the trade was. Yeah, so like obviously, it was. Um, oh, I've heard I've heard some kōrero there like when you, people they got moko back in the day, 
were people that had, you know, things to offer. So it wasn't like you could get it for free or anything. Oh, who knows? It could have been if you had whānau members and stuff. But to them, uh, back in the day, yeah, like you'd house them, you'd feed them, and then you'd send them on their way with, you know, mōkai and, and tonga and stuff like that. So naturally it's hard to, I love doing um, trade for trade, yep. you know, like if you got skills, I love trading skills for skills man, yep. that's the best, as opposed to, you know, like skill for money, I mean, you still need money to survive in this day, man. but if, if there's an opportunity, you know, for for um, you to do something for someone else and then it's just your skills that's cool as harder so yeah anyone can on muku and want to offer up some skills or skills mean but we're not talking <laughs> yeah you still that's the proper <laughs> if you can build if you can <laughs> you can renovate a bathroom <laughs> yeah things like that you know yeah, yeah, yeah. even just like you know Tonga like a kitty yeah. or something. Yeah. We weaving a kitty or little tonga, that's cool. Yeah. I think it's um it's just to remember don't don't use it. Don't use people. Like if if you're gonna get a moko and he's not your brother like it is for me, so it is whānau freebie. <laughs> no, but if if it's a moko artist and you want their mahi, then respect their mahi by giving it what it's worth. Yeah. Moko, cheap moko, eh? Yeah. You want cheap moko, you're not going to get a good job. Yeah. If you want good moko, you, you put it up what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. So for, for people starting, even though it's a start, still... Still hold yourself with some value, eh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you you still need to get like you know brand new, or not brand new, but you know you still need to get to um, restock the gears. You know needles. You need to keep the ink going. All the hygiene. You still got to pay for stuff. And then just normal life shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then for you nappies. Fucking toys. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Just just remembering to treat that respectfully and really know your value or know the value of the moko that you're getting. Yeah. And you know, it's huge because this this mahi well following back to that's maybe a corridor you can talk about uh, the story of how moko come to this uh, to this world. So, um, <coughs> like again, I'm not a bloody expert, and this is just quoted or that I've learnt along the way, and it differs everywhere in Aotearoa, but just some, yeah, some of the basic quoted I've learnt, and the, the ones that, I mean, when I when I follow quoted or it's because like there's um some practical thinking, you know, in in the story, yeah, like that's what. That's what attracts me to a lot of the old stories. Is it the only convince you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what convinces you about it. Like, I don't just follow it because someone said it. It makes sense. Yeah. 
And like, you know, for anything, I think any something's got to make sense and something to believe it. Otherwise, you're just like... Um, Following sheep. Yeah, or you just like, if you actually, if you really look up to someone, you know, there might not have to be a reason for you to to believe that there's some practical thinking behind it. You might just believe it because it's the person that's telling you. But um, you say anyway. Um, the quote that I've heard is that um, one of the stories is that there's this fella called Mataura and his partner was Nuwareka, and Mataura was from oh some people say our world, which is Te Tudor. This is this is our world, and Nuwareka was from Rarohima, which is oh some people the easiest way to describe it is like the underworld, but it wasn't a scary place like you think of it, you know, in terms of movies and stuff, which you've seen. And uh, uh, Rarohinga was a beautiful place. And it was like the land of the gods, eh? Almost. Well, land, well, it was where our, um... Ah, it's, it's, as well, eh? Yeah, mate go there. But it's called it also that, like, not every mate goes there. And because it's a because it's a beautiful place, I've just heard quite a lot that only you know people that are, are beautiful will end up there because it's just a beautiful place. You can't have bad people there. Yeah. But that's just that's just that's just quite a lot I've heard. Um, and so anyway, um, there's quite a lot that says that Matsuura was uh, abusing Nuwareka or. There's also Kururu that he only beat her up once or... Yeah, so Niwareka was Mataura's partner, eh? Yeah, yeah, and sorry. So she come from Raruhinga yeah. to Te Aotearoa. Yeah, to this world. <coughs> and so, um, yeah, so there's Kururu saying that she was abused or she was beaten up. And um, so she went back down to Raruhinga. And um, Mataura was, you know, in a way gutted. And I realised, you know, he's lost something very important. Like, uh, I'm not going to say like people would always feel if they... Yeah, anyway... Um, he knew he made a mistake. Yeah, he and knew he was, stuffed up. Yeah, so he was trying to make amends, eh? Trying to get it. Yeah. Redeem yeah. himself. It was, a, it, was a, it was a trip of redemption, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> so, um, so he went chasing after her to... You know, win her, I don't know, her heart back. And, um, so, short, short story, he got down there, and, um, some people say a way to win her heart back was <coughs> to feel, you know, some pain. Or some other people say that, um, uh, it was a utu from Niwareka's father, who was Uetonga. <coughs> which is the the tohunga moko tohunga tamoko fella down at Rarohinga and so he he did uh, he put the pain on Mataura you know for putting the pain on his daughter and um, there's some quote saying that Niwareka saw that um, what Mataura done you know and in a way that's sort of saying like sorry um, and so they ended up getting back together. He ended up learning the art of Uetonga, and then he brought it back to our world. And, and she brought back Tani Koei. 
Yeah, so she was a bit of a, um, she liked to do a weaving, I, I think, but her specialty was like kākahu. So obviously to get kākahu, you need to, you need to know how to weave and get the, get the materials from harakiki and stuff like that. But her, her specialty was kākahu, and, and on the kākahu was uh, always, you know, diamond shapes, triangular shapes, just like kapaka. The kaka you see in Kapaka. Yeah. But, yeah, that's in its most basic form. You can go into depth in that. I've heard some, like the corridor behind um, him showing up with just drawings on. Yeah, yep, so our, our world, before we had Moko, we only had, you know, temporary markings, which is like by clay. Our markings would clay dye and clay paint and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so they used to use um, clay. Uh. Yeah, like there's, there's kukuai to make paint, you know, and paint our faces right. using the clay to get the colour, um, oils for more the sharks and stuff like that. Yeah, and so that's what we had. It was just temporary. And he went up to, oh, he went down to Rarohinga. Yep. And all the, all the atua were mocking him, eh? Yeah, well, all the, all the, the people down there, oh, there's kōrero that say that they mocked him, or, um, there's also kōrero to, you know, that were interested in why it was just, you know, temporary. <laughs> yeah. No, as you would, like, if you just know permanent and you see temporary, naturally you do sort of mock, eh, like you... Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then he got to learn the arts and bring it back to us. <laughs> but yeah. It's a buzzy, buzzy for Karoa, the Rarohinga Mahi, mm. and that, that Kiwaha Whaianga Mahi a Rarohinga yeah. is beautiful because it's, it's just... Hey, it's not, it's not you have to be a god or you have to be this great person. It's just have good values. Yeah. Be a beautiful person inside. Yeah. You have to be this. Yeah, and by beautiful people down here, he meant beautiful, beautiful um, ahua. Yeah. Bro, Tafanga Rika reckons um, just be a good king. <laughs> it is. A, it's as simple as that, eh? Yeah. Just being a good king. Good. Tafanga, he's um, Rodu, eh? Yeah, Rodu Arts, he's the man. He's the man, bro. But he's, he's had the, he's had the Mickey upbringing too, eh? Oh, he was on the Marae and stuff. Shout out Rodu. Yeah, he, he, his Mahiji is out the gate. Yeah. Different, eh? Different as. He's so cool. So yeah, Kazama Hachapa. <laughs> 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 Nah, nah, I love that fella's mahi. Um, I think I seen him on a on a podcast with Honu. That's right, Honu, and he's another Mickey artist. Oh yeah, Fuck yeah. You don't know clean air when it comes to him. And um, and what's the word for that? Like um, actual figures and stuff. Oh, is is 
Yeah. He's mad. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to like um go into that? Oh, like yeah. realism? Realism oh, I've stuff? Always, I've always been, you know, always been interested and like intrigued in that. But like, I could never do it. So, yeah, the, to see, when you see that in my head, it's just like, how the hell do you fellas do that? But then it's just like, yeah, you've got to put in the time. Yeah. Because people, you know, look at moko and think, well, how the hell do people do that? Yeah. And so it's just, yeah, you just got to put in the effort, man. Right. But it feels like with that stuff, you got to put heaps of effort. Because <laughs> that's like real talented sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah you're real talented anyway. Oh, so, so you should you should try, bro, because I want some realism stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna have to get hungry. Well, nah, but I actually want to. So, <laughs> start off with some SpongeBob's. Yeah, that's the thing. Actually, I've already done a heaps of starts with you. I'm not starting with your yeah, realism. You wanna be adventure. my first realism man? <laughs> you wanna be my first nah, Atua? Nah, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna hungry. I gotta get my bloody arms done with heaps some of Dragon Ball Z's going on. <laughs> Some Goku's. I remember when we were little. And drawing goes back. Ah, that's what I think it is. That like that stuff starts there because yeah. when I was little, I, I I was I wasn't that I wasn't that interested in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And I think it goes to show like today. You know, like um I was never really interested in that stuff. So I never really practiced it or you know, got into drawing their musty bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, when we were little, I remember that's how far art goes back for you. I used to, um, we used to, like, mum and dad would have us, buddy, you know, just what you do with your kids and you make them draw with you and things like that. And this fella, or even on our, on our rocks here, on our tuka, uh, what yeah. is that mahia? Is that a, is that a thing? What's that? Like painting, did oh. they used to do that? Is that a tutu thing? No, I'm not too sure. It's just like little moody rocks. Yeah. Anyway, these little Modi rocks we had would um, do little paintings on them, and I remember my little fucking <laughs> Keanu, Keanu's ones would have nice dots and look bloody all like uh, he he looked like he th- he thought about it. Obviously, not the most beautiful lines in there, but there was some thought behind it. <laughs> and my ones were just straight brown. Out, I used to just dip them in the paint. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, just uh, colour it all out. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't see. I couldn't see where to go, bro. So that's where um, people say you can learn anything. Hey, you can't fucking learn out of your draw, bro. You're born wanting to think about stuff like that, or you just bloody chuck shit in like I did. Yeah. I, I'm a, yeah. I believe in they're like you're born with, you know, certain attributes that help you out with certain stuff. Yeah. And so just like you yeah, drawing, because you actually teach yourself like anything, you know, to draw. But some people don't have the patience, you know, to... I think that's 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 a good point. I, I, I wasn't born with patience. Eh? Oh, but it's not to say that you don't have patience <laughs> at all, yeah. you know, because you could say that um, people don't have the patience to do a lot of things. But everyone's good at something, and it's just, I don't know, something just sets you off with whatever you're interested in. Yeah. I think it goes back to patience for me because I've always been, I've always been a person that wants see, like, shit now. See, like, but like, if you make videos, that takes a while, you know. Uh, 
and that takes patience because it doesn't happen with a snip of a finger. Yeah, and I had to learn that. Yeah, we transfer that your patience into. Ah. We think it's worth it. I don't know. Yeah, what you're interested in, that's what it's about. Yeah, I don't know. This, yeah, th- like the whole um, video game for me was out of it actually. Hey, like how I've actually just turned it into my yeah. life. Like straight <laughs> up. There was no signs. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a um, Bata who was always going to be this creative video you, maker. You never made, yeah, I can't remember shit about that. Uh, <laughs> this came out of nowhere. And to be fair, it was like one of those, oh, yep, true. Uh, Oh, you gotta try and give this a go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, a hundred percent. Not to be mean, but, but you know, that's, there that's was no bloody signs. Yeah, yeah, it really wasn't, and and to stick with it, I think. But you know, that's how it happened for some people. Uh. Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've expressed this heaps, but I'm definitely not the creative, like. And oh, obviously, nah, see, I just obviously I am. Yeah, yeah, obviously I am for um. Yeah. Like how I how I design, now. yeah, yeah, how I design my videos and stuff. There's obviously some creative yeah, creativity sure. to it, but I never seen myself as a creative growing up. So nothing in the art space which, would pique my interest because yeah, I would which, just turn and say, "No, nah, I'm not a creative. I'm not." Which might have be which might be the reason why it took you so long to find videos, you know, videography and stuff. Yeah, you just keep saying that. Nah. <laughs> Until you finally said yeah <laughs> Yeah no no That's a wrong thing to say Everybody I think Has a sense of creativity eh? yeah, sure. Everybody's got something That they get creative with Whether it's art or not It's up to the eye of the beholder I guess yeah, so, yeah. Art isn't just the, You know Any creative thing out there Yeah 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 Buzzy Anyway, my muckle is coming along steadily, Fano. It's still really sore. <laughs> I've actually got into a little bit of a groove of it, though, where I'm starting. I think my... I think, ah, oh, this is something that I've noticed that I do a lot is... Um, oh, not that I do a lot, but that I've experienced a lot um, when we did my peha is um, stopping, starting, and when you start, those first beats and your heartbeat rush, and it's it's just finding a cool place you can deal with the pain but still be calm and still so I'm into that zone at the moment I think it's it's alright find your groove again now yeah yeah what was um what was your because I've spoke a lot about my piha to people what was your experience like uh, and why did you do it um like to be honest the reason why because because you know having a carving background and I was turning 21, I didn't really want like a carving, you know, because I just always sort of thought like, oh, if I wanted a carving, I just, you know, carve it for myself. Right. And so I was just like, well, then what's my next option, you know? <laughs> what can I get out of my appearance as a gift, you know? <laughs> Take the money and run or... Yeah. And so, but like, I've always been into Mukulman and I don't know, I've always not loved the pain now, but... But sort of, yeah, sort of always loved it. Uh. You're into that, eh? Yes, sir. Cause, yeah, this is, um, yeah, my, my, my thing around Moko isn't, like, I say, hey, this is going to hurt, get ready to deal with the pain. It's not everybody like that, because you're not like that. Uh. 
you 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 like to sit there and fucking go with it. Like I'm I'm struggling right now. Even though I said I'm, I'm in a, in my groove, but it's a struggled groove. Like I, you go into it, fucking. I, I think uh, it's the um the outcome that always because it's not like I like pain. No one likes pain. But your key. But it's the yeah, it's the you know get a muckle and go through that pain, you know. And then I was I always felt like you yeah, fuck that's way worth it. Yeah. Because I've always just like loved art, and then to have art on the body is amazing. And it's always been something that I was into. But, um, yeah, in terms of getting my piha or pua all done, I was, yeah, obviously trying to find another way. And then um, the bro, Tommy, Tommy Herbert, he just got his, what, that year, or the year before, in my last year of uh, at the carving school, he got his, his one done. And then I seen it, you know, and then I was like, fuck, that's a... It's a massive journey, you know, to do a full week stint. Yeah. And then the bro Tukiri, he got his done too, not long after. And then that was the motivation right there. So it was like influence from just seeing yeah. and hearing the all behind it, the yeah. stories. Yeah. And then like, yeah, it clicked like, oh, well, that's my tongue. That's what I want. Yeah. Because how my peha happened for everybody that's on the... Oh, actually, we'll go to that... Kupu Peha. Peha is the name of the area done, eh, or the process done. And then yeah. Puhoro is like the, the style way. Yeah, like I've just heard Kororo that Puhoro is, you know, it's obviously a pattern, the yeah. flow. Yeah. Um, but I've just, yeah, I've heard Kororo that Puhoro is the flow and not not the actual, you know, moko covering your ass, your legs, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but because a lot of the flows that go on, your piha or puro are puro, then it's sort of just a, I don't know, like sort of in a way like I overtook the name. Uh, That's some kōrero I've heard anyway. But I'm not against any, any kōrero, so I'd give it both its names, whatever you yeah, think Yeah, that's the thing about language, it's changing. Yeah, and if everything that's the, changes. Yeah, if that's the kupu that people will recognise it by, then yeah. It's, yeah, it's all good. But there's also kōrero like people call it in its parts you know like the ass cheeks or up here up here so you there was times where you'd call it by its parts and not just one name you know for the whole thing oh right yeah and that's another thing you don't have to be an expert at these things like myself to do it you just you can learn along the way like we said earlier because yeah. like if somebody asked me that about uh, the peha then I wouldn't even know the, the answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, it's that type of stuff. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I got my peha, I I, I didn't even... Because um, it's not big. Moko's not big where we're from in Hauraki. Um, Matora and Mokokoa has now just been revitalised from pretty much you. Well, it was Auntie Tepuna was the first kind of one that I, I truly... I truly remember just seeing everywhere around now. Yeah, our kainga, growing up, eh? yeah, rocking it, and there's that corridor around um, our tupuna Denapunihu that looked beautiful with her kawai. But where we're from, not I'm not gonna say Hauraki, I'll say Manaya. Um, we don't, we we didn't really see it growing up, and even our dads, they got theirs done by Ricky Manuel together, but that was like 
their only piece, you know, it was like an arm sleeve underneath their shirt that it wasn't displayed to us anywhere. So there was no real place to draw, draw like, holy heck, I can't wait to get up, wait, grow up and look like that. Because I thought, oh, I can't wait to grow up and get a arm piece like that. <laughs> and fuck, I'd Bro. never get it done just on the outside of my but arm now. I remember, I remember thinking, uh, um, like, that, that was cool. Like, it, it is yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not modern now, eh? Things have changed, like people say. Yeah, yeah. That's right, things changed. But, like, yeah, that was, like, I remember growing up and steez. I was like, yeah, yeah. like, fuck. I can't wait one to day, look like that. One day, babe. I'll get my left arm done. And now look mm. at us. We're covered, bro, head to toe. And um, the reason I got mine was the same as um, Keanu for Tonga for my 21st. So yeah. when we turned 21, we did that. And I didn't actually know her. Hey, yeah, you were keeping it, it as a secret. Yeah. And because, it was... Because, yeah, Auntie Noko hit me up. Yeah. And, um, you know, what to to make you for your 21st. Right. Um, and it, was like a, it wasn't like there was heaps of time left either. Yeah. But... I had a I had a Fakaro anyway that like I just had to find the way because it's not it's not a it doesn't happen often where like a twenty first gift uh, you know how like how things happen is moko it's usually like a carving or some sort yeah and so um and we've taken that from like the park yeah key kind yeah. of yeah yeah pretty much yeah. pretty much even just the twenty first birthday itself. Yeah, that's a Pākehā Whakaro, but that's all good because we're Pākehā too. Yeah. That's, and I like the celebration, so that's what we did it. Ha to my grandma. Yeah. But yeah, and then it was just like, um, I just, I was trying to find a way to, because I got mine done for my 21st, I just always thought it would be cool for like, you know, from now on, yeah, all the cousins. They had 21, get like get down on the table, lie down for a week, and get their peha or pool all done. Yeah. But I was just here trying to explain, trying to explain to them. But but it was it was lucky because there wasn't a lot of time, and so I had that to work off. Yeah. And so I was like, oh. And then uh, Auntie was like, yo, I sort of know there's not 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 a huge amount of time. And I said, well, what about like a moko Auntie? And she's like, oh yeah. And then uncle liked the idea too, and I was like, well, what about a puro? And then, uh, <laughs> you know, because auntie, you know, yeah, yeah. there's a hole, oh, that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of bloody ink. And then, but yeah, it ended up becoming, get the peha done. Yeah, and um, beforehand, obviously, because I've always looked up to you as my big brother, it was like, when you got it done, I thought you deserved it because of your... Um, your mahi for Cairo and just your 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 kind of hurahi you're walking. It's yeah. a you're in te Maori, you're in te ao Maori with everything you do. Yeah. So that's where I was always respectful with what why you did it. And then when I did it, I I kind of had no real reason, and I I didn't feel like I was enough at the time. Yeah. And then when you talked me through it and that you believed in that I was always right to do it, and then um, I did my own dangaho around people why they got peha and it was warriors and armor and carrying your whanau into battle there's all these different corridors behind it i decided well yeah i don't know that that does relate to me then and that's when i first lost the stigma for um 
being because if you think about it back in the day there was no no criteria because real and things like that for people that are whakama getting their moko because they don't have real that wasn't ever a factor that they had to talk about because everybody you, had it you didn't have to process that eh, or yeah anything else so that's all modern whakaro and ourselves making ourselves whakama so when I got through that and I finally got to think fuck yeah this is it I'm gonna do it and it's not about even deserving it this was for me I was so excited and it was literally like the week before eh? yeah. you said hey what are you up to next week yeah and I was like oh no, nah, I don't know. And he reckons that's us, Peha. And I was like, "Holy heck!" That like I I couldn't I I I just didn't even think about it. Like it was it wasn't even on my agenda. And you're right, and and not a not a place where you could say no or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he he put the week aside for me, so it wasn't like I could say, "Ah, no." Nah. <laughs> and yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, I, I, I got it for those reasons. The It was the patua, my own whakama, and and the, um, representing my Pākehā side, my taonga for my 21st that process. And yeah, a lot of people have different reasons, but that was mine. <laughs> yeah, and for like, if you like, even like, if you look at it from the, you know, you're turning 21, that's like a, you know, the, the tohu or the pa or the pakia to you know you you're a man yeah it's grow up now yeah yeah it's time that's it hurry up yeah it's go time you're a man now and I think it's well it's changed my whole life anyway yeah because um that was kind of my my moment where things changed and it it all correlated in some way like. I did that video and it wasn't the best production or anything but it blew up yeah on Facebook like this th- th- they all correlated like and it, it started my life Timing for me out. it did uh, it started my life for me again like I had no real direction and yeah. then boom this happened and now I'm making myself a career out of um, videography and that wouldn't have happened without um, that mahia yep so <laughs> Everything just bloody lined up. Yeah, for a reason now. Another find it. Yeah, that's it. It was the tohus. Tohu tohus. <laughs> follow the mayor. Like, oh. if you ever get a tohu, any any fucking message, follow it, man. Oh, you know, follow it or run away from it. Whatever, whatever tohu you get. Oh yeah, depending <laughs> on the tohu. If it's if it's a big stop sign and says go back, then probably listen, eh? Yeah. But yeah. that I think that's what it is. Listen to the tohu you get. Yeah. Or just yeah. Hey, be aware of the tohu you get. Yeah, process the tohu. Just process the mate, whether it's like running yeah. towards it or away from it. Yeah. Do something about it. <laughs> Don't ignore them, mate. Yeah. yeah. Don't ignore the signs, Barno. Because, yeah, it, it is. This is this was a life-changing thing for me. And that's that's my kind of thing with Moko now. It's a, it's a, as much as it's a scary experience for anyone, it's, it's like a holy heck, we're back here again moment for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's 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 a nice reminisce this pain, I guess. <laughs> it is. It's like fuck, we we've done this before. Yeah. So many times, and it's it's nice moments for me and you. 
And we get to have these time, this time to do this out of it. Out of it, Mokomen, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I encourage as well um, all, all Māori to, to just have a look into it. Because it's a beautiful, beautiful way to display our culture. And it's a beautiful experience. If you do it in the right way. Yeah. Then you'll have a you'll have something to learn from it. Whether it's dealing with pain or whatever it is, it's there's something to learn from it every time you get a moko. And now look at us, we're bloody doing a fuck. If you told me, yeah, yeah, that I would be able to sit here and talk to you and do a podcast while getting a book the first time we did it. The first time we did it. Oh my gosh, here's a funny story. This fella, because he was a bloody amateur, had his coils turned all the way up to a bloody 100% and they were ripping through my skin and it was so, so painful for me, man. And I was, I was like at the edge and I was in the bad space anyway, so it wasn't like I went into it strong. And yeah, hey, not just the coils fault. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't blame my battery. <laughs> no, but fuck, the first time we did it, man, I was in so, so much pain. Like I really struggled through that piece on my left calf. Yeah, and it, it would have been because you didn't know how deep to Bro, push it even in. Even even my first lines where I started out, like now when I think about it, I think why would you start there? I I literally <laughs> he started at the bottom line, of my ankle and like, the back on the Achilles. You got the Achilles right, funny, and there's you know you line if you look, if you stretch your foot out so it's straight. It comes up like a ridge, eh? Yeah. That was where my first lines were, man. <laughs> and, like, I think about it now, I think, why would you go there, bro? You got this nice flat calf up top, you know? Why yeah. not start there? <laughs> start on the hardest part of the, the hardest terrain of the campus. Yeah, but that's what happens, you know? That's you your loop? You don't know. Yeah, you don't know no, what I you don't know after that. Yeah, yeah, because now, look where you started. <laughs> you started <laughs> at that calf, but... Find the flattest spot. There you go, Mokwaras, there's a pakuti for you. Yeah, little tip for you, don't start on the Arkleys. <laughs> <laughs> don't pull your first line on the Arkleys. Yeah, huh? stupid. Yeah. And it, 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 that took us all day. Three, that was three sessions. Hey. Nah, that's, what? This. Oh, your leg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, the, the piece on the back of your leg, I think we started drawing at 12. <laughs> yeah. And we finished at 8 at night, and it's like maybe a... Two hour, two hour piece, yeah. <laughs> I've gone through the brute of it out for you, bro. I've gone through the fucking the hardest fucking ones. No, but yeah, that's right. You don't know what you don't know, and you gotta learn somehow. Yeah. Cheer, Fano, cheer. Oh, not that one. We'll play using a little a little sound to bring us back. Anyway, um, so we have been going for about two, three hours now, eh? This is the third hour, eh? Uh, let me check. <laughs> um, it is three seventeen. So yeah, we started around twelve, eh? And um, yeah, it's gone fucking, it's gone perfectly. I turned the podcast off for a bit because um. Just to 
speed the process up, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, that's a long yarn, isn't it? yeah, that's a that's a long yarn, and to stay on, I needed the time to just sit there and take it for a bit, <laughs> be in the zone a little bit more. Eh? Take it up, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, nah, this is us. We're about to we're on the home proper home straight now, eh? Yeah. Um. What what's what what's your um oh tell everybody G what's the longest period you've mokled for a consistent period? Uh that's a shit well, question a, but in a, in a day. Yeah. Like the longest sitting in a day. Yeah. One day. I don't know, I'm pretty sure it was when I did you. Yeah. I think we did like we started at ten and obviously had a had a lunch and a dinner. Only about 30 minutes, we say. Yeah, about yeah, 30 minutes for lunch, 30 minutes for dinner. And we went to one, I think. Uh, yeah. That was when I was trying to pump out heaps of money so that we had an easy day the next day. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Uh, like, have you found that it affects your um, your lines at all? Nah. Oh, oh geez, I hope not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, no, I think it's the same thing, like, when... Like, the people that are getting muckle on them are going through a journey, or, you know, on their journey, and at the same time, bro, we're on our, we're on the journey, you know, with you. Yeah. Because it's like you're sitting in one spot for ages, trying to do the best lunge you can do. And although it's not sore, it's still challenging. Eh? Yeah, it's just as challenging, eh? Yeah. Because we're going through it physically. Yeah. But... Yeah, a lot of people say this, but like, oh, like a lot of people ask me about it, and I was like, bro, it's just as hard mentally for you to stay on with me. Oh, yeah, especially like a poodle, like, you know, have, you have to get mentally prepped for the pain. Yeah. That's the same thing for the muku artist. they got to mentally prep for a week full of just straight hours and hours every day. You got the, your chance to, your privilege, oh, you got the chance to have the privilege to do your first kowai not too long ago. Yeah. Start of the year What was Was prep different for you Because of nerves Or did you What did you feel Jay? Differently to just A normal day mahi Yeah oh, I was way more nervous Because like It's You know It's a bit of a Bit of a Up there Up there goal For any moko artist I think And Just like the placement Like oh, It's not that you Get away with Like Areas on like say you know if you do like an arm or something, it's not like it's in your face or any in, in the people's face that are seeing it. You know, judging your lines and stuff like that. But when it's your kowai, it's just like there's nowhere to hide. It's there right in front of your face, and the person is wearing it for the rest of their lives. You know, and if you like the thoughts going through my head was if you stuffed this up, you know. You can't go and erase it. Can't rub it out. <laughs> yeah. And so that's like where the news came from. It was just that. Even though you'd done like a hundred moko before. Yeah. Still good. Oh, but like, it's like different now. Because like, never tattooed in that area. You know, stretching and, and where to place my hand. What angle to attack it from. Right. Yeah, it was just a whole learning curve. But it was a good learning curve. And I was just lucky to have. Papa Marco put there to guide me, because otherwise probably wouldn't have done it. And I was sort of him that pushed me into it anyway. Yeah, 
um, do you do you find do you, like you? Um, this is something that I just wonder. Haven't been asked by anybody, but do you find that you lose creativity doing moko? Because you you're a busy business, you know. You yeah. get it. You're full booking all year. Do you um? Do you lose like your creativity by doing so much? I don't know because like I know a lot of fellas that do moko like five days a week. You know, just like a normal job, every day for hours and hours. I don't, I don't do it to that level, and I sort of, I sort of like how I'm not fully booked out. You know, like I, I try. My goal is to try and get like three bookings a week, so that I still have um, time to do more, uh, carving. Yeah. Um, and I found that like, well, I feel like when I go go bounce back to carving, that it's like um. It's such a good, like, I don't know, like a way to get away from Muku. And then by the time I finish carving, it's like I can't wait to get back to Muku. Uh, sort yeah. of a buzz. Because yeah. you, I think um, a lot of people know, if they know people who do for Kaido, you bring a lot of, you cross the art forms, eh, in a lot of, in, in a sense that, um, uh, people might not know this, but for Cairo, even down to the patterns and the way that it's put on is so different than moko and how it's applied. So how do you bring across, G, your Fakairo mahi into moko? I think it's just like the the like drawing application. Like, I do um, try and incorporate a lot of uh, Fakairo drawings. If you think of it from like a 2D point of view And I don't know I just always get inspired by carvings And so I always just end up uh, Using them to represent the corridor That the people Talk to me about Yeah Because you're quite Your, your mahi's um, Real different in the way that you You barely ever use shading eh Yeah So like I think like one of the main reasons why I don't really use shading is because it's like another skill. Like, but I feel like um, I really need some someone to train me to you know to be able to do that instead of just going in and and shading and not knowing what to do. I have tried it a few times and stuff, but even with even so, like what I try and explain, you know, in terms of the stories I put on people is it doesn't really need shading anyway. Yeah. And so, yeah, just haven't really had a reason to yet. But I love, I love shading because it adds another um, element to people's designs and stuff. Yeah. And like, you can see what sort of a difference it makes. I, I've come to I've grown to love The way that these look And I like just the blackout looks But <coughs> I definitely Appreciate Fellas that have the mad shading Yeah I love it Like It's just so killer <laughs> There's like some Some moments like Or sometimes like The shading Would make The piece look You know 50 times better Than it, Than it Even though it looks Good enough as it is it can add that little, you know, little kinaki. Yeah. I guess the thing is with moko is that you're, you don't really get it, like you don't get it for just the look, eh? So if the kōrero, 
behind it is represented through through your muckle, then it doesn't really matter what it looks like. <laughs> as long as it's sharp and clean and yeah. good. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it, it, all the um the extra stuff is is, is for pretty a eh? It's for the prettiness. So if you're into that, then that's mean. Because that's literally what I'm doing right now. I'm only doing this to pretty up my leg. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think the knuckle of moko is for the corridor instead of the... Well, because that was our thing eh? back in the days. We didn't have a written language. So we had moko and we had the kairo. And that was the way we kept our stories and told our stories. And like, it's a... Cool thing I, I like about it is like we were we were always sort of taught it as well. Is they're like even though you know we tell one story, like say if we're explaining a piece you know to someone, yeah. we might tell them one story, but there's more than just one story in it. Yeah, you know, like it's it's almost like it's coded. Yeah, and that's like how how cool any art is is that everything's up for interpretation, eh? So yeah. like you can't tell them. That it just means this. You, you never show all your cards, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so you lead them on one one track and then, when they think they got you, <laughs> <laughs> you come out with another you show, one. <laughs> you make up another thing for it, eh? Yeah. But that's what it's like. Yeah. That's that's what art's like, I guess. Have, oh, oh, here's a um, wonder. Have you... Um, seen any modern day like I know there's um, everything's an interpretation on our old um, tutu patterns and things like that but have you seen anybody like introduce new a, a whole new concept to moko like a whole new pattern that they've maybe not made up but um, rangahoed about and people weren't using and now they're using it a lot I think that's like happening every day now because like we're going through this, we're going through this phase. Um, we're like, oh, not that everyone looks the same, but everyone's mahi. You know, you're starting to, you've either either learnt off the fella, or you you're inspired by him a lot. You know, and so like you look up to the person, and so you end up doing this sort of style. So how important, G, is it to you to be original? Like try and chase. Obviously, as creators, everything comes from inspiration. Yeah. That's just the thing. But do you try and push push boundaries to try and be original? Yeah, like that's what you got to do every time. I reckon, you know, like to just straight up copy someone is just it's ratchet, and um, because like they've obviously put in some hard work to try and you know develop their own style, but like um, it's. It's key to pie, I reckon, to get inspired by people. Yeah. Because it's like, there's, it's not like you can just go up and make a wacky-ass pattern and do that. You know, we've got, like, sort of, like, foundation set. And so, you like, you, you just take that foundation and you just try and chuck your own little flair on it. Because, like, you know, a mongol party is a mongol party, but you can do little things to make it look different, you know, to someone else's mongol party. Right. But that's, yeah. It's not like you can just go and make up your own sort of, you know, make up a kahawai or something. <laughs> Why, though? Oh, I mean, you, you probably could. Uh, you probably could. Do you think that's a thing with um, people, like, they're saying, 
you you can't make it up like you can't say that's a moldy pattern like if I grow out and draw a tree and I say this is now the tortara pattern what is it why can't people do that oh no I think uh, it's like I don't know because we've got like all these you know patterns and and things of like from all the old schools and carvings and stuff and so what I think nowadays is we've like we're taking their patterns and just like tuning them to fit I don't know yourself and just doing little things to make it different I haven't like um like oh another another thing is like manaya manaya heads like which are like the um if you think of carving and stuff there's like side on faces in carvings that you know like just like this like yeah. you can't really see it from that angle yeah but there's like you got a manaya which is like a side on view of a face into you know a carving face yeah. and people are like creating their own manayas now which is cool, and it started started a, a while back with all the older bros, and they sort of. But a lot of people have taken their manias and sort of just stuck with it, yeah, and not really developing it. But people, there are people that are making everything their own. But oh. does it? Like, I think it, it goes back to just um, because our tipuna did it, it makes it noir kind of thing, and it makes it like acceptable because we're chasing the knowledge of our past type of stuff and there's things that already in place and they're there for a reason but like does it make it no longer moko with such a contemporary um such a contemporary design nah because moko has always developed like it's not like they've been following the same sort of you know foundations Forever since it, since it uh, originated, and so it's just like oh, I don't know. It's like because I found I reckon it's pretty hard. Like it takes a lot of time to come up with your own sort of um steez. Yeah, your own sort of style. But like, yeah, it's just like just keep practicing new styles. But yeah, it's, it's harder. Like. To explain because it never was just like one thing, and like tools develop as well. Yeah, because in a sense, all moko is contemporary now, eh? Yo, know, just like I don't even like, I don't even like the whole contemporary tradition, like kōrua, because we were always keen on, um, you know, the newest thing, like. Like We're any, adaptive, eh? Like we anyone would be keen for the newest thing. Yeah, You right. know, the new shoes come out, you want them. So it goes down to that. And, like, if tools came out that you knew could make your mahi better, then you'd, you'd jump at the chance. And so, like, the whole traditional carving and contemporary stuff, yeah. It's just moko to me, whether it's new school or old school. Yeah, that's a cool way to look at it. Uh, because I guess traditions change, eh? Uh, like just yeah. what we were saying, and it's just these, this is moko today now, eh? It's, uh, we don't get to say that just because it's not done uhi or done like our tipuna did it, 
it doesn't take it away from the art form, which is the moko on the skin. Yeah. Like tradition, how how far can you go back with tradition? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when they they could have started off with like just like a simple stone, and then they would have discovered, oh, this stone's harder. Let's use this one, you know, because it stays sharper longer. Yeah. And then would have found out ponamu because it's ponamu. You can't find it everywhere. And so it's not like every year we had ponami, but once you found it, you would have jumped at it because it stays sharper longer. You know, you can do more details. And then once the coil guns came out, you know, you get off the uhi and jump on the coil guns. But yeah, nah, I don't know. It's a, it's a big like, yeah, that's another politics, I reckon. Gee, <laughs> talking about tools developing... I find it so crack up how that Papa Mark still uses the, like, finally we've got LED lights now, but he still likes to use the ones that make it hot. <laughs> the LCD lights out. Yeah. And it's funny how people stick to those little traditions, even oh. though technology's fucking come so far. Yeah. Fella's still keen to sweat up a storm and <laughs> the bro's struggling under the heat. Oh, Papa Mark's the man, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the ways. But it's just like, it's like, it's like your koro, you know, like you go up into his garage and men still, you know, cutting up the old undies for rags, you know, and, and instead of just buying like a 20 pack of mean ass rags, men still got undies as the rags. Yeah. No, it's mean. Those ones are stopping me from talking, those ones. Legally there. Anyway, far note, I'm gonna, uh, we'll wrap it up, eh? Because <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm gonna stop now. Anyway, far note, um, we'll wrap it up. Next time I have Kanu on the show, it will be um, in setting form so we can get a little bit more into corridor. Um, today's just been a buck around while we, while we were tatting up. Thought I'd get the mics out. But no, nah, it's been awesome, bro, to pick your brain a little and I'm sure the whanau would have learned something from it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for this moko. Um, it's been absolutely beautiful. You can find him at Kanu Tutamari Arts on all... No, not all. <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook, brother. Yeah. Go to Instagram and Facebook to get that this fella. DM him for moko. Um, look at the picture here of my moko that we've done today. Um, he does some beautiful mahi, and I'm lucky enough to have him as a big brother. So, yeah, everybody get at him. Anything um, for any any type of moko. J. Uh, any plans? Any what's next with the Moko world? Like, do you wanna? What's what's your move? At? What's your goal of Moko? Uh, I mean, like, my the ultimate goal was to um, is to have Huraki, you know, with heaps of artists, and whether it happens in the next ten years or thirty, that's the goal. So, being as strong as everyone else, you know, when. When a kaupapa happens, wānangamoku and stuff, that we've got enough guns, you know, to share the load. And, um, yeah, to just keep passing on the knowledge, whether it's to my own kids or to to the next uh, generation. That's my ultimate goal. 
All right, me and my G. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, thank you, my G, for the moko. And, yeah, love you. Signing out. This has been the Muckaround Podcast, episode four. Um, <laughs> pretty, buzz, pretty buzzy doing Oh, not episode four, sorry. Episode five. I'm at five episodes. Happy five. And, yeah. <laughs> Um, the Muckaround Podcast, go follow it. Muckaround Media on Instagram, Tau Hollis on all socials. Go follow and I'll catch you on the next one. Ja, kerofane. Tops, what can you do when Mr. Babylon comes looking for you?